Welcome to Live with Jose TV, conversations with Special Olympic athletes. And my guest today is the CEO and founder of Special Chronicles. Welcome, Daniel. How are you doing today? Good. Awesome. I'm doing sw swimmingly. Great to hear. <laughs> so introduce yourself to our listeners. And viewers? And viewers, of course. Well, um, so I am Daniel, like you said, <laughs> uh, at Podman Dan, um, my D DJ name to come. DJ Sprinkles, is that, is that what it is? Um, yeah, DJ Sprinkles. DJ Sprinkles or at Pie Man Dan for all of you podcast listeners. Viewers. Or we could also tell our listeners to put in the comments to see what this DJ name could be. Yeah, go on. You guys go do that. Put, go, go put in the comments on YouTube or Facebook and uh, do and uh, you know, in the comments of this, of this live video and yeah, what's my DJ name be? But yeah, like you said, I am the founder and CEO of the groundbreaking nonprofit digital media podcast network, specialchronicles.com. Uh, I'm also a Sergeant Shriver International Global Machine Special Olympics. And I'm a uh, athlete leader from Special Olympics Illinois. And... Uh, I'm co-chair of the Athlete Input Council of Special Olympics Illinois. I'm also an award-winning columnist, podcaster, 2020 Self-Advocacy Award winner from the Arc of Illinois. Um, uh, did I mention anything else? That pretty much sums me up. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, tell us where were you born? So our uh, listeners are here. Good question. You know, Paduso really comes up with good questions. <laughs> um, so I was born, um, well, I've got a hat on, but like if I take my hat off, you would see uh, I was born um, 30, actually today is my half birthday, July 14th. So I was born 31 and a half years ago. In like exactly the, the what we call in this on the 14th of July 2020. So uh, I was born 31 and a half years ago in Long Beach, California. Um, in, in uh, across from the Pacific Ocean, and I was born uh, three and a third months premature. Uh, where and uh, I was diagnosed with. Learning disabilities, severe language disorder, and developmental delays. So basically, a lot of lack of lack of oxygen, and a lot of issues. Um, when I was born, um, hence reason having a lot of uh, therapies and stuff that I'm sure you are used to as well. Uh, when I was born, but that's hopefully that answered your question. It did. Have you been back to Long Beach, California, or just to California? In general, yes, I have. I have. I have. I have. I have. Um, we were back of um, maybe a few years after we moved here to the Chicago suburbs, western suburbs of Chicago. Um, but also, most recently, latest I was back there was, um, hopefully again soon. But the, the latest I was back there was um, July 2015. So exactly five years ago, I was back there for the uh, Special Olympics World Games. 
in Los Angeles, 2015. So I was back there and I um, uh, did a little vlog. That it's still on the Special Chronicles YouTube channel. Um, a little vlog um, uh, walking across the street and in front of the apartment of where uh, I grew up in the first four years of my life. That's pretty cool. Do you have family there? Still? Yes. No, no. So um, when we moved, so I mean, it was really, it was, it was only only my mom and dad that had lived there. My grandma, my dad's mom lived there, but she passed away the, the year, like in 93, the year. when. So we moved here to Chicago when I was full. And so my, my, my grandma had passed away the year that we had moved here. So my next, it's just a conversation here. So tell us um, your backstory of um, Special Olympics or how did you get started with Special Olympics? Good question. Uh, I got started in Special Olympics, so maybe 15 years ago, I think. I forgot the exact time frame, but about, about 15 years ago, um, when I was in my first year of high school, my case manager had told me about a local um, SOA, a local special recreation association, CSPAL, uh, located in Donald's School of Illinois. So big shout out to anybody listening or watching from CSPAL. Um, and we told, just she it was in an IEPP meeting, and she told me about Special Olympics and how awesome it would be. Um, and... and uh, uh, so I'm getting comments on, on Instagram live. Um, anyways, so yeah, so she, she told me about about the um, uh, uh, told me about Special Olympics and how awesome it would be. And so swimming was the first sport that I competed in. And then um, I think it was a year or two later, um, some of my teammates and friends um I'm also participating in C-Spell as well to uh, start playing special Olympics basketball. And so then I, I started a year or two after I started swimming, I, I started playing basketball. And so, and now fast forward to, you know, about 15 years later, being in, being one of 10 Southern Tribal International Global Messengers. Um, I, when we went out Abu Dhabi, I, I, was talking with um, Stephen, one of our foundation board, one of our Illinois foundation board members, and he and I are hopefully, oh, all so slowly, slowly starting, hopefully unified golf soon. So, um, yeah. Uh, what was the question again? Was that the question? Well, um, yeah, you did answer um, yeah, my okay. question, but <laughs> also let's let's go back to your high school years here a little. Mm -hmm. um, did you do any curricular activities like me for example i was in the band and i played volleyball and i did um play cc basketball which is exceptional children's council basketball for cc so i did that um just to be included with like as part of a team and everything like that i also was part of a um the basketball manager and football manager for my local high school. So that was fun because that made me a little bit included as part of a member of the team. Um, what about yourself? What was the question again? Did you play any curricular activities when you were in high school? When I was so like within my high school, besides Correct. Special Olympics? Besides Special Olympics. 
Mm, well, I don't know if this counts. I'll let you decide if it, if it counts. So in high school, I was also involved in our local uh, Bus Buddies chapter. And um, as a part of that, and I, I, I did that all four years of high school, and a part of that in the Bus Buddies, we did um, what now in Special Olympics we call unified flow hockey but what we did it was it was more with wheelchairs and then people without wheelchairs but what we did was um what we call now unified flow hockey and so there was every year there was a with a bunch of the high schools around we had like a unified flow hockey tournament and so um we did that and and so that it wasn't like an official sport in high school, but it was more of a, uh, I guess I mean yeah. So it wasn't an official sport; it was more like a one-time thing. But like we had practices that, that led to a this unified flow, flow hockey tournament. So did that count? Hopefully, um, actually, it does count as a curricular activity. Back when I was in high school, they didn't have best buddies. Or if they did, I never knew about it. But now um, I would consider that as a curricular activity because anybody with an intellectual disability in your local high school can sign up for Best Buddies if they have it. Yeah, so, and and people without. Yeah, and people without. So yeah. peer so, mentors, yeah. like so, high school mentors that want to be special ed teachers um, can sign up and stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, and I, I know we're not really talking talk about Best Buddies, but like I know this week of July 14th is the Best Buddies International Leadership Conference. It's it's usually in Bloomington, Indiana, but it's happening virtual this year because they can have, you know, in-person big conferences, um, big international conferences this year. Um, but and, and, and so like I, I know we're not talking about Best Buddies, but Bus Buddies is, in addition to Special Olympics, is another, I think, fa- fantastic um, program that is out there that you can still participate in, even as you as as we participate in Special Olympics, we can also participate in Bus Buddies, even when we're not in school, when we're in the community. I think it's called Bus Buddies Citizens or Bus Buddies E Buddies and, and stuff like that, and so. Um, I, I say that with, <laughs> because, uh, I'm not involved. I was only involved with bus buddies in high school. I, I'm, I'm not involved today. And so, yes, I'm promoting how awesome bus buddies is, but it's, which is, a, which it is a great program. Yeah, so, it is. A great program. It's still so, a great program. Yeah. It's a great program to have. Um, yeah, just and, in case you want to be more involved with other, um, people with intellectual disabilities just in your local community yeah, and people without. Yeah. I mean, and in addition, like n- not only is it like, so they have like, they have, well, um, they help with one-on-one friendships. I mean, like that's the key. I mean, that's the first thing that they have, but then they also have, um, they help you get jobs, jobs. And then they also have leadership development. So kind of like all oh, global messengers, athlete leadership. It's their mm-hmm. own capitals. Um, and then they, they also ju- just added, in addition, they added, so that was three, they, they just added a Bus Buddies Living. So they opened one in, I think, Los Angeles area. Then they just opened a second house in uh, the D.C., Georgetown area, I believe. And, and that's where they have 
both people with and without disabilities living together in the same house. So it's the Bus Buddies Living program that is new. It, it just launched, I think, a couple years ago. So they've got Bus Buddies, friendships, jobs, leadership, and living. Right. So take me back to that first day when you signed up with um, CSPAR and started making friends and trying new sports? Well, so before that first day of signing up and meeting friends through Special Olympic, through Special Olympics programs, through CSPAR, be even before that, the kind of pre- introduction before I was fully introduced to Special Olympics was the CSPAR day camp. And I think a, a lot of our, I mean, our, our listeners and, and viewers in other states and other countries don't know what a special evacuation association is because Illinois is the only state in, in the United States and in, in the globe that, that has this. But with that being said, the seaspaw day camp for like really little people, which 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 is now in Special Olympics, we we call young athletes. Um, seaspaw, that that's kind of what the I think what the day camp program is. And so with that, um, that was my my first introduction into because like we did a lot of like young athlete type of events, and so in the day camps. So, and my sisters were part of that too, because, so it, it really was the young athlete before the young athlete program existed. And so that was my first introduction, but then my second, my, then my, my real introduction into the traditional special Olympics program through CSPAR was swimming. And so some of my classmates in high school were a part of that. And then, I, and, and then I met other people like um, my swimming coach, uh, his son is, he doesn't swim with the, uh, on our team anymore. He does um, volleyball and basketball and golf. And so, um, but he doesn't swim anymore. And so I started meeting other friends and beyond like my high school special ed classes in high school and like, you know, through swimming and basketball and stuff. And even my, somebody that I see at the time was shy to ask out on a date, but I like this one, she, she, she competed and um, she doesn't live in Illinois anymore. She lives, I think somewhere down South, but she competed at the world games in China, I believe in swimming. And so we got like, she even gave me her phone number. So like we got like close but not like, like I, if I wasn't shy, then I probably would have asked her out. So that gives you just a little bit of an example of like, you know, just how close with, with without getting too close, just how close I became. Well, the, that confidence and courage and joy and how I really became myself in through that very first introduction to compete in, in Special Olympics. Um, do you have any favorite moments through your high school career that you really like? Favorite moments like anything? Like, 
So, yeah, anything. Anything that you really liked when you were in high school. So there were a few. Um, one being um, – so I'll give you a few examples. One is – so in the Bus Buddies, I was um, the – when, uh, maybe my last couple of years of, bus, of being involved in Bus Buddies, I was the communications officer where I was the one that created like a, a Gmail account and a private Facebook group. And um, and again, the, the, this was the very early days of Facebook, but still. Um, so I was I really kind of took charge in communicating the events of our Bus Buddies club at our high school. Um, so that was one party moment that stuck out to me. But then another moment was um, a mutual, mutual friends, friends of ours, Diane Compton, came into one, to, to our like job type class. It was called vocational education. And so another moment is was I had the opportunity to write a script for a student store student supply store where we gave where we we sold uh supplies to our students for like i don't know one or a few dollars not that not that much just just a few dollars but like we we actually ran this store it, it was all like job skills class when this store and i wrote the um announcements for the for the um pa system i wrote the the um um what do you call it the uh like a little in the um we didn't have a student newspaper it was a little in the uh uh you know in the um 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 newsletter that our principal came out with um but i wrote it all about the um about our students still so like those were like some very early and again a lot of it has to do with communication type of uh opportunities um but like those were probably some of my, my um, and then I also that that was when when I was first introduced to blogging. So that was before I knew about podcasting. I was introduced to blogging in like my my English class and stuff. And so I um, I, uh, did, I, uh, I was kind of when I was first introduced to um, to blogging. So I kept a blog on. Um, uh, I don't. I don't even know where that blog is. <laughs> I don't even know that that first blog address. Um, but yeah, it was. And, and then one of my best friends from growing growing up, he 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 also started blogging. And so we 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 both kind of blogging. It was my nickname. My mom gave me when I was little was was Peanut. And so that was, I think the blog title was something along those lines. Um, and also another moment from high school is in that job skills class, we, my kids manager had us keep, keep, keep a, a journal. And I, I went above and beyond just like the <laughs> journal props. I wrote about most stuff, but, um, I think I still have some of those. I, I do. I, 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 you know, I, I still have some of those journal journals that I wrote in high school in my, in, in my desk drawer. So I, yeah, yeah. I which the the reason why I still have it is because I'm working on trying to write a, a memoir of my book, and 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 so, um, yeah, um, yeah. So that's a, does that make does that kind of give you an idea of some of those highlights from my high school? Career? It does actually. Um, my high school experience was really fun. Um, going through my freshman year up to my senior year. Um, I did meet a lot of friends. Um, for example, one of my favorite classes would be um, science because I'm a big, I like a lot of like, I like a lot of things to do with science and stuff like that. 
and um like one of my other things would be like being in the band playing basketball that's like one of my favorite it used to be my favorite sport but now my favorite sport would be bowling and basketball um but um also my case manager used to be my um special ed teacher so and we're still friends now so that's a pretty long time of me being friends with her so awesome awesome so my next question for you would have to be what's your favorite sport to compete in special olympics my favorite sport to compete currently or in the future <laughs> oh, currently or in the future would you like to try a different sport my favorite okay, so my favorite sport that's, that's a difficult question to the answer and my favorite question my uh, my favorite question my favorite sport to compete would probably have to be swimming and yeah swimming would probably have to be my favorite sport that i compete in and um but i also like basketball because there's a lot of one and up and down um and then as, I, as I'm getting into golf, like, I mean, my grandma and my, even my dad, like, taught me a little bit of golf a long time ago, but I haven't really played in a while. And so now I'm trying to kind of, I'm trying to relearn golf. So that, that's probably really a new favorite. But part, so do, do I have to pick just one or can I pick a few? You can pick as many sports as you like. Like, and for example, go ahead. Oh, that, that um, can I give a reason of, of why these, these sports that I just listed are my, my favorite? Sure. Okay, so swimming because it's so sw swimmingly cool. <laughs> swimming because it's so swimmingly cool because it's nice and refreshing. There's a lot of like you you get to work your arms and your legs and your lungs. Like somebody that already had a lot of lung issues and had like that, what do you call it? That big oxygen tank and tube and you know, the big oxygen tank when I was little, like I had that, you know, that big oxygen tank, what it's called. Yeah. It's a big oxygen tank. Yeah. That's what it's called. Oxygen tank. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways. So like growing up, like with, with a guy that had a lot of, of those types of like lung type issues. And even today, I still like have a hard, hard time blowing out candles and stuff. Would would make probably a viewer or a listener surprising that I would be that I would say that swimming is one of my favorite sports and the reason because it's swimmingly cool that I can really ex, ex, in in the in the training for the competition I'm able to exercise all parts of my body from my arms to my legs and everything in between. Um, does that answer your question for the, for that part? It does answer my question. And then, um, oh, oh, I'll, oh be, before you go on, I just want to quickly add the the golf because it's, I mean, no, not golf. I mean, basketball because it's the endurance. Like the it, 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 I I love basketball because it's a lot of endurance of one and up and down the code. And so it's, it's fun to be able to, even though my team has always got a 
civil medal at a regional qualifying competition. <laughs> We're never able to get a gold going on state, but that's just the whole other thing. There. Anyways, so that's why. So I, and then um, I'm getting into unified golf now, so I don't really have a particular reason why yet it is, besides the fact that I get to hang out with a cool foundation phone member <laughs> that we will that like we when Chris Winston and I like we were talk we were hanging out in this it's it's called the souk in this really authentic mall in Abu Dhabi and talking to Stephen and and saying like like that's where the seed was planted for Stephen and I to hopefully start hopefully next year into unified golf. Like that, like that's what it's kind of cool that it happened at a world games that the seed was planted. So does that answer your question? It does answer my question. Actually talking about Unified Golf, I might be getting into Unified Golf also, probably in the near future. Awesome. Yeah. Funny if we have the same Unified Golf, oh no. Probably in the near future, maybe. No, no, I mean, no I, I said, wouldn't it be funny if we both have the same Unified Golf final? Uh... I don't think it's sure, possible. I guess. I don't think it's possible, but right. Yeah. Um. So tell us about your special Olympic athlete journey. Like, how did you first become an athlete leader? What made you become an athlete leader, and why? Why did you want to become an athlete leader? Why did I want to become an athlete leader? Uh oh, and about my my athlete leadership journey. Correct. That's what you that's what you're asking about. Correct. So, I became an athlete leader in March 2009. So within the first year that I started podcasting, and it, it all started um a year before that at the Summer Games of June 2008. Uh, my mom was talking with the, the the mom of one of my basketball teammates at the summer games and he is no longer an athlete leader he's no longer a global mission deal. but with that being said that was my first introduction and this was when back when Hayam used to be the athlete leadership director this was like i think he had just left and karen had not just started and so it was kind of like that intermittal thing where i sent in the application and nobody replied because like they were in the in the middle of staff for athlete leadership and so that's why even even though karen says i wasn't in in whole full athlete leadership class i think i was so i mean i honestly think i was maybe i wasn't but i don't know so uh anyways so that's how i got started and so my mom with my mom is my um speech coach mentor for illinois athlete leadership um, even though my dad's my board member mentor, and then Chris is my SSIGM mentor. So I've got like three different people. But anyway, so my mom and I went, went, to, went to that first training. And then um, maybe a, a year later was when I first met Georgia, um, who is now, you know, five years later, is now my girlfriend. But um, so with, the, with that, I, I remember at that first athlete leadership training, beginning training, um, and that was that was twelve years ago. Twelve years ago, can you believe that was like a, a dozen years ago? It's a pretty long time. 
12 years ago, a dozen years ago. Um, at, I remember, I think we will, it was during the training, I think, in that, you know, that big conference room at the state headquarters in, in normal Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know, you know what, 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 what I'm talking about. And, and it was there, my mom had, um, had whispered to me and she said, this beginning athlete leadership training is going to lead to something big, some big thing. And at the time, I had no idea what it was. And keep keep in mind, when I was kind of going back to my high school days and stuff, and even be, before then, I was really shy in school. Like public speaking was not a thing for me. Um, it it just wasn't. And so that's why after this beginning athlete leadership training, my mom said that this will be the introduction, that this will help you do something greater, have a great, this will, this will help you to do something that has a greater impact. And I think what that, I think what that thing is now looking 12 years later, that thing is found in specialquantigos.com, found in this global nonprofit digital media podcast company, Special Chronicles. I think that is the thing that that the beginning athlete leadership training led me to. I don't know what you think of that, but that's kind of what I think of that. And that says a lot. It says a lot about how our Special Olympics athlete leadership program, our athlete leadership programs within the movement of Special Olympics has really gave me a lot of confidence to take from the sport that I compete in to go beyond sport. And that is a true testament to the power, not just the power of sports, but the power of the Special Olympics movement, the power of the inclusion revolution movement that I'm able to really be a champion of inclusion, to be a leader, to be a true leader in the inclusion revolution through the work at Special Chronicles, through the work as, as, as now a Southern Shrival International Global Machine It all started of what I just, that story that I just shared at the beginning, athlete leadership, global mission um, um, class training. Good. Um, one of the questions that I have here is now that you're currently a board member, what do you bring to Special Olympics Illinois Board of Directors? What do I bring to the board? Um, I bring my smile. I bring my joy. I bring my enthusiasm. I bring my love of Special Olympics and of the inclusion revolution to the uh, neo is it neotypical board members. The non disabled board members um that that that's i think what i bring to the board and what i i show them 
I show them um, what um, I I show them I show the board members, and not just the board members, but even the I'll extend it out to like the the west of our special Olympics community and the west of the mainstream community as well. Is that okay? Oh, that's fine. So, so that, that what I bring to not just the, the board members, but to the global special Olympics community and the global mainstream community as well, is that hate can be met by love that, and that us athletes show love when we are met with hate. That's exactly the way that I have always been. No matter what, when people have said bad stuff about me and my friends, I smile, I listen, and I stay happy and joyful when interacting with them. That's what I've always shown. Once again, hate can be met by love. Us athletes show love when we are met with hate. That's exactly the way I have always been. No matter what, when people have said bad stuff about me and my friends, I smile, I listen, and I stay happy and joyful when interacting with them. That's what I've always shown. And I think that is what I bring. That quote that I said, that's my own words. That quote that I just said is not just a, a statement response to everything that's going on in our nation, in, in our, across the globe today in 2020. But also that's, that also goes to what I, the impact that I bring to the board of directors of Special Olympics Illinois. That's what I, that's the impact that I bring to our Special Olympics movement and community. And that's what I bring to our mainstream community as well. So no, that's really impactful. Um, one of my other questions for you is, I see that you're the co-chair of the AIC leadership team. What is the AIC leadership team? And for all those other athletes who are Special Olympic athletes, how can they get involved in our AIC, um, the well, in our AIC group? Um, and what programs do we have for them to get them involved? I'm laughing because you could totally answer that question as well. But because you're asking me, so yes, like you said, I I am the co-chair of AIC, which stands for I'm the co-chair of the Athlete Input Council for Special Olympics Illinois. And that is a, and on our leadership team of those, what, six of us? athlete leaders on our AIC leadership team. And that is a group of dedicated athlete leaders that give all input, give all feedback to the staff and to the board of directors of Special Olympics Illinois of of saying, this is what, not just us as athletes, but this is what our our peers, this is what our fellow athletes would like from the programs within Special Olympics. And so that's what it is. That's what the Athlete Input Council, or AIC for short, is. Um, and then the programs that we have as an AIC leadership team that we all 
Holston is it began a month ago, right? It began in June 2020, right after the virtual summer games. So it began what about mid June and witty witty. That was more of a kind of like a pilot after that. And then it really started weekly, the beginning of July, 2020. So just about a week ago, that was when it really started. And what we started was, um, on Monday afternoon, Monday at 3 p.m. Central, that's 4 p.m. Eastern, figure out your time zone in, in between there, um, is a athlete learning series. And we have different topics of leadership, post development, podcasting, um, um, professional networking, relationships, of how you can find a relationship, both professional and personal, and just different leadership type athlete leadership type training like it's virtual training on mondays at 3 p.m central time um and then on wednesday evenings at 7 p.m central that's 8 p.m eastern 7 p.m central on wednesdays is we have what's called an athlete lounge and that's just where we get to shoot the breeze and hang out with our fellow athletes this is all done on zoom calls so people can go to i think just go does um, if you do a search on facebook for us or i LL Athlete Leadership for our Illinois program. In that group, that's where we'll put in the event pages and the promotional graphics. Um, and so probably the, the Athlete Learning Series and the Athlete Lounges are two big ways right now that that any 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 of our fellow special Olympics athletes, but in, in particular our athlete leaders, can really take their athlete leadership to the next level. That's what you, you can do right now. Um, we hope to have a leadership academy in the fall. Um, and there will, will be other trainings as well after that. Um, but really what the, what the athlete loading series and the in, in, in particular, but also the, the athlete lounges, but let's just say in, in particular the Monday afternoons athlete loading series, what, what this um, online Zoom-based workshops are, uh, will help prepare us for the Leadership Academy in the fall, which will then prepare us for the leadership opportunities that we'll have at the International Torch One Conference in, in Chicago in, in, in the fall of 2021. So really, the Athlete Learning Series is the first step of an ongoing weekly athlete leadership training and then that will lead to the leadership academy training which would then lead to the opportunities um at the you know like other global and national events next year so that's right now that's what our fellow athletes and fellow athlete leaders can look forward to in training us Yes, there's there's a lot of wonderful things going on through Special Olympic Illinois for athlete leaders. So if you get a chance, you should just go on to the, like Daniel said, the athlete leader um, page and sign up to some of the wonderful programs that we have for you guys. Yeah, um, and once again, that's the S-O-I-O-L Athlete Leadership Group on Facebook. And uh, if people missed any of them or just want to rewatch any of them, stay tuned because... They're coming soon on soil.org. 
there will be a athlete leadership video resources library. Uh, that is that as well. We will be archiving all of these learning series workshops. Correct. That's correct. <laughs> so I heard probably like half a year ago, you got a new job. Can you tell us a little bit about that? About eight months ago. Yeah, eight months ago, I believe. Well, yeah, I don't know how you heard about that because it hasn't even been officially announced yet. Besides the fact that we've been sharing it on our social medias already and tweeting and Instagram and, and Facebooking and telling people about it. And yeah, and we, especially specialquanticles.com, we even have a original podcast series called Unified at Work. The lady is the first, we're the first digital media organization to get the story out there about us. United hasn't, Special Olympics hasn't, but anyways, um, it is, uh, if I haven't mentioned it already, it is United Airlines. So I am one of four Special Olympics athletes to work at United Airlines, as the job title is as a service ambassador. So I'm one of four, myself, Lauren, Kyle, and Z, with the original UA4, the original four, and this is a new, inclusive, unified employment. Well, it's a part-time job, so we're working three days a week or anywhere from two to three days a week. Uh, it's a part-time job, so part-time hours, but full-time benefits, including the travel benefits. So that has never been done before for any big company. It just It's never been done before. And so we're working part-time hours with full-time benefits. And on top of that full-time benefits, um, Travel, travel benefits as well. And so that's the key. That's what was what, what makes this inclusive employment so groundbreaking is that we're able to work part-time hours, part-time job with full-time benefits. We can't do, we can't like scan our ID badge. We can't do everything that the uh, customer service, the CSOs, the customer service representatives, the customer service agents, we can't do everything that they do. But basically what our job is, is to give directions in the lobby to help people tag their bags, to help people to count their bags when, if, if, if and when we'll buy the gates, to count the bags and to um, tag the bags if needed. Basically, and also to do other administrative type things. And so it's really more of assisting the customer service agents and assisting the supervisor, supervisors and managers. And... Um, so we're part of the administrative and management group, uh, work group at United. So we have, we went through the same interview process as everybody else. Yes, it was customized to the four of us, um, but going into this job, I had no idea what it entailed. Um, if you want to hear more of the, my story, my United journey of going to this, uh, I'll plug another podcast series that we have. It's called Unified at Work. Just go to specialchronicles.com. That's specialchronicles.com. And if you if you scroll down on the homepage, you see a list of all the shows that we have. And maybe I'll create a little big old banner so you, you'll draw your attention a little bit more. But it's um, just look for the podcast series 
that's titled Unified at Work. You can click on that. You can listen. And part one is On the Job with Daniel Sukowski. You can listen to that one-hour episode and hear my entire journey coming to United, and you will hear some amazing things. That direct link, and maybe, Jose, if we can put a link to it in the description or in the comment of this, um, specialchronicles.com slash unified at work. All one word, specialchronicles.com slash unified at work. And just look for part one of that series. So with that, what's your favorite thing of working at United? What do you like the most? Do you like interacting with the customers? Do you like interacting with the employees? Or do you like both? Well, my favorite thing of working at United is it's a job unlike any job I've had before. It's a job that has really given me a lot more courage in my personal life and in my professional life. It gives me a lot more courage than I have ever had before. And Karen Milken has, has seen this in me. Um, my parents have seen this in me. Other people have seen this in me. Really, working at United has given me a lot more courage uh, in my personal life. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing. Um, but also, what I also enjoy is it's just a fun place to, to work. Um, it's fun interacting with my coworkers. It's fun interacting with my supervisor, my boss's boss, so the, all the managers at United. It's just a fun place to work. It's even fun interacting with the customers, with the people that fly with us, the people that fly on United. Um, Wadey, you, United really is the friendly skies. You, we all really united together. Uh, it really is. Even if the, if they get bad press, it really is. Like people shouldn't even look at that bad press because really united really is just a fun place to work. Safety is the number one priority. And it really is just like a fun, loving, caring, joyful place to work. That's what I love about working at United Airlines. Have you get to go to see the planes or anything like that or been on the plane? Actually, um, yeah. Well, besides flying, I I haven't used my travel benefits yet, but I would like to. Um, We did a week after um, um, applying, we went to the opportunity to participate in the uh, United Employee Plane Poll. And I gave a speech to over 600 United employees um, across the globe down in Houston, Texas. And this was a week after starting the job. And... So that was awesome. But also, back up a few days before we went to Houston, we, I, I my, my first, of, no, actually, it was right after we, we came back from Houston was my, that, that Friday, my mistake, that Friday. So after Houston, <laughs> that Friday was my, my first official full eight-hour workday. And one of the agents, one of the, what they call is Muntos for us, that that I went around and looked that first day, their new Star Wars because their new Star Wars plane had landed in Chicago at OLD, and th- this was like a, a month before that that 
last Star Wars movie came out. I mean, I'm not big in, in, in Star Wars, but it was still pretty cool. I didn't get I, I didn't get to go inside the Star Wars plane, but instead, I was the only one that had that green badge. That I I did that I I got that green TSA security badge like before um, Lowen and Kylo C. So I had an opportunity. The, the guy that I was working with, he took me out onto the what do you call it the um dread, no not the the, the dread bridge but the um Armic? the tarmac yeah that's it um so he took me like down like i i had to scan in like scan my badge to be able to get onto the tarmac but then we went onto the tarmac we went down and i don't know did did you see the picture i put on my instagram and facebook back this was back in um beginning of november 2020 i mean november 2019 um uh, i did actually yeah, and so that was in front of that that Star Wars plane, and so that was my first day of working here. So the, within the first week, I spoke to over six hundred United employees across the globe on this big stage, and we, and we 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 taxied on the the Special Olympics fiftieth um, plane. So we 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 sat in first class and taxied on that, and then. That was the first week. That was within the first week, like exactly a week of of being employed, being officially employed by United. And then the end of that week, that Friday, my first official day, had opportunity to go on the tarmac and, to, and take a picture and see up close. Like, see, we, we were actually up close to that Star Wars plane on the tarmac. So that was pretty cool. And then we even got to like go like there was there was a new 787-10 um plane and uh, that had just flown in um beginning of, of this year. It flew in, I think on the B concourse or something. It was like it flew into one of the gates, right? And so the the agent that she 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 just retired this month of July, but she she was the one that was training us. Well, we kind of think she was training us the, the wrong way, but I won't say that because we're live. I'm not going to say anyway. So that's just disregard that part. But anyway, anyway, so, so she took us onto this new plane. Like this is the first time that this plane ha- had flown, right? And flown into Chicago. And so we got to go. We, I, I sat in the, the new Polaris first class seat and like this new plane, like it smelled clean. And so that was pretty cool. So it's just a whole bunch of cool things. It's it's it's, uh, it's, it's exciting. Like I got my the manager, the, the CS uh, customer service leadership. Um, day, day, day after my my birthday, for my birthday, they gave me this uh, handwritten uh, thank you birthday card. But they they gave me this water bottle. Well, it can also be a coffee mug too, but it's United branded. So yeah, so that's kind of what uh, that's hopefully. That, I don't even know what your question was, but hopefully they answered your question. It did answer my question, actually. Um, do you have any questions for me? I have a couple more for you right now. but Oh, um, let's see. A couple questions. So, um, yeah, I've got a wait. So, what was that question? Oh, what I liked about working at United? Correct. Okay. Well, let me uh, ask you a quick question. So, what do you <laughs> like working for Special Chronicles. Volunteer for, for Special Chronicles, but what do you like? Now, it, it, it's a volunteer job, so it's, it's different than working at, at United. I, I I get that, but like, what do you, what do you like working 
fosse para tocar. Não, não, eu gosto de editar muito, então eu gosto de fazer behind the scenes things that's the most part i like working at, at special chronicles but from previous experience of working one of the best jobs would have to be um working at the clubhouse in oakbrook that's like that's like the next town over for me correct <laughs> the reason is because i like dealing with a lot of customers i like being in the front desk mind me i have i've had multiple jobs and due to the work um development that i did at school and everything like that they taught me how to work and one of my first jobs was um working in the mall when i was in high school that was pretty fun because my high school is right across from a mall so we had that fun experience and thanks to my special ed teacher for helping us find those jobs and the work study program teacher that was there currently at that high school to help us find those jobs also. But, um, can we give one a round of applause to our special ed teachers? Sure. So, Yes, I've had multiple jobs, and one of my favorite jobs would be working at the clubhouse in Oakbrook. Don't mind me, I've met a lot of wonderful people in, in my job career. I've met famous people in my job career. I've met most of the Bulls. I've met um, the Bears players. I've met a lot of people that help me out in my um, workforce development and help me out on the way. People thought that I would never become a, a server. I became a server in, in um, the GameWorks in Schaumburg. People thought that I would never become a expediter. I became an expediter. What's an expediter? Do you, do you expedite stuff? <laughs> What's an expediter? Well, Daniel, an expediter is a person who um, does behind the scenes in the kitchen where you put garnishes on the food when it comes cool. out. That makes sense. That's what an expediter is. Cool. So yeah. Cool. So anything else? Uh not that I can think of. This uh this show this episode of your show is already at 54 minutes so so the next question for me right. would be to ask you is Why did you want to create um, Special Chronicles? What was the first name that, now that Special Chronicles is called Special Chronicles, but what was the first name that you came up with your podcast? And how did you want to see Special Chronicles grow in the next 15 or 20 years? Back when I started it, 12 years ago? From back to when you started 12 years ago until now. So that's a, that's a long, 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 long answer. But I, I, I'm for the sake of time, I will get into the big long explanation. <laughs> But um, uh, so, where do you? The reason why I started it was I started putting up the audio of the speeches I was given as as an athlete leader within Special Olympics. So I was putting that, that audio up. And what I discovered was that 
there wasn't a lot, there was a lack of understanding. There was a lot of misunderstanding for those of us with different abilities. And people just didn't understand us, didn't understand the challenges that we had. People didn't understand the way we loaned differently. The people didn't understand just the developmental delays that we had. And so that, that that was really probably the seed that really kind of kick-started what Special Chronicles, the way Special Chronicles started and the way that it continued to be over the past 12 years. And even now today, as we go into the, into the future, there's still a lot of mis, misunderstanding. And so, so, so that, that that's really kind of the reasoning behind why I wanted to start Special Chronicles and both first at the podcast and, and then going into this whole digital media podcast company platform groundbreaking that it is today um and then the, the like the first name so wait some of the well wait for first i i looked in the in the, the thoas into like a physical i still have it in past my my video light past the camera i think i still have it uh, in the closet here in, in the studio uh but i i looked up in the thoas for like something related to a journal and stories and stuff like that well waiting more journal and so i I wanted special because special Olympics, but then chronicles mean it was like like a journal, and it also kind of relates to storytelling. And so, um, but really, I looked up in, in the in the those full journal, and then that's why I found chronicles. Um, but now today, it it also relates to stories and storytelling. Um, so I mean, the word chronicles also what what really when I started it, it I, I started it as as like a journal meaning Chronicles being in a journal, but now today, 12 years later, and it's going to the, into the future, it's evolved into Chronicles meaning stories and storytelling. That's what it's evolved into. And some of the very first names that it had before it was called Special Chronicles. So within, I, I want to say within from 2000 and November 2008 to January 2010, so within that very that first year, so really 2009 was that was the first full year, right? Um, where we had about 50 listeners, and now we have a monthly average of over 37,800 listeners now. Um, and so within that first year, it like the very first name I had was called Photocast. So photo, like you like, like you take a picture, right? Like, like you take a picture of photo and then cast like like a podcast. So photo cast P O P H O T O C A S T photocast. Uh, and the, and then a conversation with Dan and Y because Dan Y was my cousin. Um, and we did we did like a maybe five episode limited series. Um, and then Witty All with Dan and Kyle, one of my friends from high school. I was involved in Best Buddies as well. He's in our Kyle is CP as well. And so we did a, a show called Witty All with Dan and Kyle. Um, and so that was, um, but um, Witty Photocast, P, because I loved photography and even I still today love photography, taking pictures more now with my. Even with the Adobe Lightroom professional camera app, or just the, the the iPhone camera, I even today still love taking pictures. And so, that's the very first name was called Photocast. But what 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 I discovered within that first year was, and it was really in my cousin's basement. My cousin helping me to 
to to come up with the name Special Chronicles. Like it was in my cousin's basement and um that I came up with. And and this was in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania, which is just outside of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. That's where I, I came up with the name Special Chronicles in my cousin's basement. And it was my cousin that kind of helped me figure out what the, the name Special Chronicles. And it so within that first show, it was called Photocast because that was like that was like one of the main things I love taking pictures. But what I discovered within that first year is that I discovered that the stories of my story growing up and living every day with developmental delays and my friends like you and Georgia and Bree and Lisa and all and Eric and all of our other friends and Ian and Ben and all, all of our other friends. What, what, what I discovered was that these, it was much more than just a show about love and photography and a show about um, my faith and my, my interests and my early college years and my, my, my first college year. And it, it was a lot more than that. It was about breaking the stereotypes of the misunderstandings and really creating a platform where we could create that understanding, create that acceptance, create that joy, create that love that those of us with developmental delays, those of us with um, different abilities, with challenges that we bring to our globe, that we bring to our mainstream community. And that's how over that first year, how I developed into the, the name Special Chronicles. So really, it, it only took that first year, it took a whole year, that first year, well, it went into the name Special Chronicles. So that's the backstory. I don't talk about it <laughs> it a lot, but like that's, yeah, that's the backstory that really is how Special Chronicles came to be. Does that answer your question? Yes, it did. It was an actual um, great question because now our viewers know a little bit more of how Special Crimes got started. So with that, how can people connect with you? What are your social media um, and digital media handles? Good, good, good question. Well, people can all of all of our peeps can, can, I, can I say that all of our peeps sure. I, what I said sure okay all all of you all of you all peeps can can we put a banner up on the screen with that we you, you can follow me so um, all, all of our peeps can follow me as I'll put a banner up on the screen. Well, but if I, there you go. All of our peeps can follow me at Podman Dan, P O D M A N D A N at Podman Dan. Once again, that's P O D M A N D A N at Podman Dan is where you can follow me on the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You, you can also find me at specialchronicles.com. And um, also, if you go to my bio page, which is if you on specialchronicles.com underneath where it says uh, about, 
the little drop down menu, it says meet Daniel and you can click on that. That will go to my, my bio page. Also, if you just go to my Instagram bio, I have Palm and Dan, it goes to my bio page as well. And underneath my bio, there's my, my, uh, brief bio, then my special Olympics bio, and then my special Chronicles bio and under, and, and then awards and honors underneath awards and honors. It says connect with Daniel on social media. And that's where it links to my, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Pomandan, but it also links to my my LinkedIn. My my LinkedIn, you can just find me just by doing a search for my name, Daniel Smukowski. Uh Maybe we can put that up on the screen, Jose. I don't know. Um, and so, um, anyway, yeah. So just go. Well, actually, my both my last names are on there, but just do a search for my name, Daniel Smukowski, and you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find my um, my my professional fan page on Facebook. It's, it's just look for at Daniel Smokowski. And that's D-A-N-I-E-L-S-M-R-O-K-O-W-S-K-I. But Wadey, the best place to follow me, um, all your peeps can follow me at Podman Dan, P-O-D-M-A-N-D-A-N at Podman Dan. And SpecialChronicles.com is the other place to follow me. And you can, uh, when you follow me, you can go ahead and text give to 833-953-2598. That's text give to 833-953-2598. You can donate to Special Chronicles. And uh, you can set up, oh, wait, you, you can also tweet with the hashtag Special Chronicles. But really, the best place to connect with me is at podmandan, P-O-D-M-A-N-D-A-N, at podmandan, and specialchronicles.com is the other place to connect with me so what other advice do you have or to encourage other fellow athletes in special olympics globally or in north america or even around the world or even in your home state of illinois boy honestly i always ask people these questions (laughs) nobody before you has ever really asked me these questions (laughs) so it's like i'm getting a taste of my own medicine uh, <laughs> so final adv- advice to go give to a fellow athlete in Illinois, across all Sona, North America region, and across the globe. So my advice would be to never give up, to follow your dreams, to really show people unconditional love, show people the unconditional love, the joy and the smiles they, that, that, is a part of you that is a part of you when you show people the unconditional love and joy and smiles then they then it will it will it will come it will be given to them when when you get when you show to other people unconditional love and joy and smiles, then they will show that back to you. And in return, they will bring that to somebody else. We'll bring that to somebody else. And then we will have an, uh, then we will live in a world. Then we will live in a community of unconditional love, joy, acceptance, and inclusive and inclusion. Uh, that's my advice. And just never give up on your dreams. If you have a dream to start a podcast to start a global digital media platform, to be a chef, to be a cook, to be 
to work in media, to work in a hotel, to work in customer service, to work to, to be a pilot on a major airline, whatever type of job that you have, that is just follow those dreams. Whatever dream, if somebody said that you couldn't do something, but it, it, it's a dream that you have, just follow those dreams and find the mentors, find the people, whether it's family members, whether it's Special Olympic staff, whether it's a unified partner, find those people that can help you achieve those dreams. Find that find that champion of inclusion. Find that champ, because as, as you know, next week, July, week of July 20th is the Global Week of Inclusion. And it's really, we're celebrating champions of inclusion. So find that champion of inclusion that will help you to achieve your dreams. That is really, if we were to sum up my advice, let's do that right now. Sum up my advice to our fellow athletes in Special Olympics Illinois, North America, and, and across the globe. My advice to you is to find that champion of inclusion that will help you to follow your dreams. Period. End of statement. And scene. Do you have any final thoughts here on your time with Live with Those ATVs um, conversation with the Special Olympic athletes? My final thoughts on being as it's been a joy. Thanks, Jose, for inviting me to be a guest on your Live with Those ATV show as a part of your conversations with Special Olympics athletes. It's been a joy. Uh, you already got a lot of powerful stories and powerful nuggets of information and powerful wisdom, hopefully, that um, and stories that powerful stories and powerful wisdom that has been both entertaining, but also informative, inspiring, and empowering to your viewers, to all viewers. And that's because of the conversation, the topics that you, that you came up with in the show notes. Uh, so, so thank you for that. Thank you for um, all the video work that you do for uh, showing smiles and joys to everybody that you meet and on this show. That is really, I think, groundbreaking on a whole new video level for those of us with different abilities. And scene. With that, you can follow me at specialchronicles.com slash live with Jose TV or on Facebook at live with Jose TV. Or you can book me at special chronicles slash me on live with Jose TV. Or you could also book me on Facebook if you'd like to be a guest from any athlete in Special Olympics. It doesn't have to be. In, just in Illinois, it could be around the world. I also do speak Spanish, so that could be a helpful thing. Um, until next time, remember. Oh, we 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 remember. Choose to include. We remember. Choose to include. Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. And scene.
Let's see what comments we have here. Oh, we were going to... We oh, have Jonathan says hello. Do we know him? Um, I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. And my special ed teacher says hello. Hello, Iris. With I hope me. you're having a great, a great weekend or a week. <laughs> With three heart emojis. Yes. Thank you for those heart emojis. Really appreciate that. Thanks for watching. Oh, so, you've got comments too. So with that, wait, you've you've got a comment from no, Hannah. From Hannah, okay. Well, thank you, Hannah, for the oh, wonderful comments. video, thank you very much. And another comment from Hannah, excellent podcast video. Hannah also says, "Marvelous podcast video, wonderful podcast, outstanding podcast video, awesome podcast video." Thank you for sharing this positive message. Hannah also says, fantastic podcast video. Oh, and then StreamYard says, live video comments show up. <laughs> this is an example. <laughs> Click on a comment. To yeah, okay. Um, so with <laughs> that, stay tuned until next week where we have a returning guest. Her name, and you might know her. Her name is Kaylee from the Be Pop Kind with Kaylee show will be coming next week. From, from the whole, whole show is pretty popular on Facebook Watch, right? Yes, it is. So, see you later, fans. I hope you, you like the show. With see you me, later. <laughs> with me and Daniel. <laughs> see you later, peeps. <laughs> Bye.